0: We have arrived, the NFL season has arrived, but some of these fantasy drafts are happening Saturday night, Sunday night, so I wanted to drop a show. So I thought, hey, let's drop a show Saturday. With one final piece of advice, once you have your big three wide receivers set, could be Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, could be Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods. At that point, I want you to lean second-year wide receivers, because we're shooting for upside, upside wins championships, and statistically, wide receivers improve their production most from year one to year two. Keep this in mind. This is why we love Brandon Ayuk. This is why we love T. Higgins. This is why. I don't love the Steelers situation, but I want Chase Claypool because I'm chasing that rainbow. He's a big, athletic, proper alpha heading into his second year after putting up double-digit touchdowns as a rookie, which almost never happens. If you're throwing a dart in the late rounds, why not Jalen Rager, who could easily step up and be the target leader in Philadelphia? It's probably going to be Devontae Smith, but Devontae Smith missed a bunch of camp with a sprained MCL, and Jalen Rager was drafted in the first round one slot ahead of Justin Jefferson because he's an explosive playmaker. And when you're looking at firewall-wide receivers to complete your starting lineup, J.J. Zacharyson recommends Michael Pittman. Just go down the list. I'm in very deep dynasty leagues. I keep finding Devin Duvernay available. Rashad Bateman's going to miss the first three weeks, and Marquise Brown hasn't practiced at all in the month of August. Devin Duvernay is going to be starting in three receiver sets. So all the way up and down, the wide receiver player pool. I'm zeroing in on those second-year wide receivers, from CeeDee Lamb to T. Higgins to Brandon Ayuk. From Jerry Judy to LaVisca Chenault to Marquez Calloway. Marquez Callaway wasn't drafted, but he's going to be the number one. He's going to be Jameis Winston's go-to receiver. His ADP is correcting, but it's not going to correct enough before the season starts. And I know you're screaming. You're screaming at your speakers. Saying, what about Brian Edwards? Yes, I know, Brian. Of course, Brian Edwards is the number one target, the best value wide receiver in fantasy drafts. I know, We all know about Brian Edwards. We don't need to talk about Brian Edwards again, but Brian Edwards just happens to fit the profile perfectly. A day two wide receiver that completely flamed out and is poised to smash in year two. It's just too perfect. Just line up these second year wide receivers and knock them down in your fantasy drafts. And whether you have a draft this weekend or not, you can always go to Underdog and join the Big Dog Tournament because I've looked at the numbers. We've run the projections. The puppies are going to fill. Best Ball Mania is going to fill. But the Big Dog may not fill. That's where we have the most edge in these high-stakes leagues. Around 1,300 Big Dog entries have been entered, and close to 400 get paid out with $100,000 going to first. That's the beauty of a guaranteed prize pool. Whether it fills or not, underdog's going to pay out the full amount to everyone who reaches the pay line in the big dog. This is the place to find the edge. You come to me to dig deeper and find the competitive advantages across fantasy football. Underdogfantasy.com. Join the big dog for high-stakes action all the way out to round 20 where a player like Devin Duvernay becomes very relevant We can leverage our understanding of these depth charts to gain an edge and use that promo code UNDERWORLD to get an instant deposit match so you don't have to even pay full freight when you join the Big Dog, a tournament that, according to our projections, may not fill. UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code UNDERWORLD. And now I have a special guest for you today. It's a special show with a special guest. His name's Austin Eckler, running back, Los Angeles Chargers. We were scheduled for just 20 minutes, and he shared a lot of interesting nuggets about himself specifically on this show. So let's go talk to him. Austin Eckler is here today to break some news on the underworld. Austin Eckler, a surprise guest on the Mind of Mansion show, full transparency you know, we're partnering this year. We're going to be supporting the Austin Eckler Foundation. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go. That's our signature giving partner this year at playerprofiler.com. A portion of everyone's subscription goes to the Austin Eckler Foundation. And so full transparency, there's no bias, even though I'm a big fan of yours and I have been for many years and I love what you're doing with the foundation. What I'm about to say is nothing to do with that. All right. Yeah, All right. Nothing to do Let's hear it. I think this is I know what the audience is thinking that there's no fucking way that this is genuine. I am telling you, and you can go back into the archives. I've had, I've talked about this on many shows by now. Oh, you're tuning in because it's Austin Eckler. I've talked about this in multiple times. I think that the Los Angeles Chargers have one of, if not the most talented rosters in the NFL, and assuming health player by player. Team to team across the AFC, it's going to be difficult for anyone to beat this Chargers team because you're getting back all these exceptional players. Like We haven't even seen what Derwin James is. Derwin James is probably awesome. We just haven't seen it yet, but he was one of the great safeties in college football history. It was a steal in the middle of the first round. See, the thing is, if the Chargers steal players in the middle of the first round, like Rashawn Slater should have been a top 10 pick. He fell for some reason. Who knows why? Derwin James fell to them. Who knows why? You just keep finding top 10 talents later on in the first round. Eventually that's going to matter. You keep finding undrafted free agents like Austin Eckler, who are pro bowler talents that don't even go in the draft. You keep doing that time and time and time again. You're going to stockpile one of the best rosters in the league. So my in quotes bold prediction has been that the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl and I want to talk to you about camp. You've been to camp for now three or four years. We watch hard knocks, right? You see what it's like at, at camp. There seems to be a feeling where even when you're when you're watching hard knocks, even, there's an energy when you know the team is good versus not. When camp got started this year and every all the veterans started to arrive, and you guys started getting out there, started putting the pads on, started heal, hearing that sound. Did you start to get goosebumps about this team?
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate. That. I agree with uh, a lot of things you have said. Um, actually, pretty much everything. <laughs> we got we got a lot. We got a lot of key players, man. We got a really good squad over here, and it's, I'm talking top tier talent. Like you can look at across rosters, there's a lot of teams with good talent. But I'm talking, we have people that have been doing it, or have you know the potential to do it. As far as our younger guys. Or, you know, just have kind of got a little sneak peek with Herb and, you know, uh Derwin, who had his, you know, all pro year as a rookie and is finally coming back on a healthy season um after a couple of injuries for two years. So sheesh, uh that's it's been our it's been our downfall, man. It's injuries. Injuries have been our downfall. It's can take it's continuing to take like consistency out of our offense, out of our defense. Um Shoot, I remember our playoff run we did. We had a couple years ago um, where we had no linebackers on the roster anymore. They're all hurt. We had safeties in the box, right? So yep. the thing is, we've we've always had some type of feel like, man, like we got some good stuff going on right here. Um, and that's the NFL, honestly. That's the NFL. Man. It happens. How, how healthy can you make it through the season? And I think you know why I feel so good about this season is because it's been the ultimate emphasis for our head coach is taking care of us, making sure we're healthy going into the season. Uh, we have this saying called Our Way, um, and it's Brandon Staley's version of, of how we come together with coaching staff, medical staff, players, um, and create a plan to move forward that we can all go by and get our work done, but keep ourselves as healthy as possible. Obviously, it's football. we got to go out there and hit each other. we got to go out there and practice. Um, but there's a, I think there's a way – to to manage that manage that load on our bodies and still get the work done that we need. So super excited, man! Definitely, uh, you know, it's it's the beginning of the season and we have a lot of potential. So absolutely have a lot of hype built up, but that all of it's just hype until we actually go out there and do something about it. So looking forward to getting that opportunity.
0: So the answer is yes. You felt the goosebumps.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's sorry. Yes, it was a long long way, man. It's a pre. It's the beginning of the season, man. I'm coming off an injury. Absolutely feeling the goosebumps with the talent we got on our roster.
0: And your body feels good.
1: Body feels amazing, right? Body feels body as good feels as it's good. going to. Um, has to be because this is where it starts. <laughs> starts getting downhill from here. This is you know? it. Yep. This is peak. By the way, this is peak, I don't know right? if you know
0: this, but we've done studies, age-based production studies. Mm-hmm. This is the peak year for a running back. Wow. I'm just saying this is the year that running backs put up their biggest numbers. Nice. You're in the. You're in the window, baby. I am. I
1: am. Just you feel it, right? But... You feel
0: like things are coming together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I pretty much understand how the NFL works. You know, I understand my role as far as what I can do. And I think, uh, you know, with Joe Lombardi coming in as our OC, I think he's uh, going to do his best to get me in positions to get the ball. So, yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Is the team going to play fast like it did last year? Last year you guys played at a lightning pace. Is that still an emphasis? Uh,
1: it depends. It really depends on who we're playing. You know, if, if they have a werewolf on defense – and that person's ever out, out of the game, you know, like they, we got Chase Young coming up. Uh, we're trying to go fast. We don't want them to put him back in the game, right? Let's go get on the ball, run, don't let him sub. So there's there's some strategy to it as well.
0: Interesting, I like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, I think that's a little more strategic, uh, you know, uh, reasoning behind that.
0: So last year you show up, when did you realize the moment? Because I was at the Senior Bowl and I had my moment with Justin Herbert. I actually <laughs> met him. It's cool, he's a great guy. So, <laughs> What am I, what am I talking about? But I had the moment where I saw the ball Now I ask you the question that I'm going to answer my question. I suppose it's Austin Eckler's on the show, but now I'm talking. So he throws this deep ball. It, it had this extra carry like a, like a long drive in golf. And I was like, that ball didn't, didn't act right in the air. It kind of kept going in a way like a rising fastball. It, it was hard to explain, but I was like the way, what, he, whatever he's doing with the football pushing it down the field, it's, it's different. Jordan Love was there, Jalen Hurts was there. There were a bunch of great quarterbacks at that particular Senior Bowl. This was a different dude. Do you remember when you realized, "Uh oh, this is going to be this is going to be fun"?
1: Dude, I think we saw it even in the Chiefs game. He played a little bit, right? We saw some sparks of it, but we didn't know if it was really real until you see a guy play a few games and see some consistency. Um, but yeah, man, the arm talent of this guy is crazy, and the fact that he has legs to run around as well is just a bonus, right? You know, we have Pat Mahomes in our in our uh, division, so we need someone that can you know extend plays and run around because we got to compete with that guy. So yeah, no, just the way he carries himself as a professional, um, as a quarterback, and then his talent, his talent's there. Now it's just like, hey, how dedicated to this are you going to be? Because um, you have the potential. Now it's just putting that potential into motion.
0: And and tell him. He doesn't have to risk it. Like, you're open. You're always
1: open. <laughs> I always but, thought you know, about you that. You hey. dump it to me and I'll, I'll hey. take care of it. If Don't, stuff I'll breaks first down, down, Justin, just find, just your, backfield me. find your, your backfield, guy. buddy. Find I'm
0: your backfield, I'm, buddy. I'm all you need out there when you're in trouble.
1: <clears throat> right. Don't take hits. You know, let me go out there and make someone miss and get some yardage for sure.
0: One of the reasons why I believe this is going to be, at the very least, if not a Super Bowl team, the most improved roster in the league, the most improved team in the league. And look no further than the addition of Corey Lindsley and the drafting of Rashawn Slater. What's it been like to have this infusion of talent on the offensive line for you as a running back?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been actually kind of strange as far as just the very beginning. Right. Just because a lot of new faces got to build some chemistry, um, don't really know, you know, the. The personality types of these guys but after you know getting around them um building up some of that chemistry just spending time with these guys uh o-line man they just have this some type of like this culture about them. i mean these guys fit in right into that culture it's hilarious uh just knowing O-line linemen kind of rugged um uh, ready to just go out there and just risk it all man for their boys in the backfield so uh, i definitely appreciate these guys and yeah we put a lot of a lot of money into our O line this year so uh high expectations from the organization and just from us in general just because of uh, what we've seen in actual training camp and then preseason as well. Um, and especially when you're bringing in a whole new start, you know, it takes time, takes time for the guys. So I'm just very thankful. We've actually had an off season this year because uh, we didn't have one last year because of COVID. So That's right. I think we got the amount of time that we needed and we're ready to go. Uh, we've been sitting around watching preseason games, but I know we're itching to finally actually go out there in week one and hit somebody else.
0: We're all, we're all itching for it. Did you see the video of Slater? pancaking bosa were you there
1: i there's a video of him pancaking bosa
0: oh yeah oh, you didn't okay. see that i didn't see that one that i might have been could. in drills i don't know where <laughs> i just remember seeing it online it might have been in drills, and i know that oh, you know, everyone separates into their own position drills <laughs> right right but there's already buzz that, wow. that he's he's the best lineman from wow. the draft. well here's the thing i, I
1: know bosa this is one of those werewolves i was talking about so uh, they probably didn't show you any of the other other clips uh, but those guys are definitely, uh, you know, making each other better for sure. I think it's they great must that be. that Rashawn gets to go against Joey Bosa every day in practice because it's not going to get much harder than that, um, if harder it, at all. You know? It's not? So, it's not? It's not. <laughs> hey, I He's feel bad healthy, for the guys. I'm so happy
0: these yeah. guys are healthy to start <laughs> the season. It's just it's so much. It's just a little more devastating when it happens in preseason than if it happens in an actual game. And every year, the Chargers have had multiple key injuries in preseason. This year, thankfully, none. It's clear to me that there is a different mantra happening about taking care of these players' bodies heading into the season. It's so clear. Something has changed at the organizational level, and it's, it's very exciting. One player that was cut, Tyron Johnson. Mm-hmm. We're a fan of him at Player Profiler. We, he, he has some nice efficiency numbers and we thought he might make the team it was a surprise cut to us Mm -hmm. he goes to jacksonville he's going to get his opportunity elsewhere this is how the league works very true from what you've seen do you think that he's gonna have some success in jacksonville the
1: one thing you can't coach is speed and the man has a lot of speed so if you could if you could point that in the right direction and get him on the same page um he's definitely gonna have that opportunity out in jacksonville uh I'm excited for him that he did get an opportunity because, like you said, that's how the NFL works, right? Um, just goes know,
0: to show how deep your receiving core is,
1: yeah. As so I was about to say, you know, you might not be a bad receiver, but a team might have a lot of good receivers, and then it came down to just a numbers game. Um, and you know, we maybe would have picked him up on practice squad, but someone else saw the value picked him on their 53. So, you know, I'm just like, that's I said, the cat
0: and mouse game. It is.
1: It really is. And that's how there's so much turnover in the league, right? That's why you see people that stick for so long, you know, like they will be, maybe they're never the starter, but they just, oh, I'm in the league like nine years, just like, especially like backup quarterbacks, right. It would just like kind of stick right. around and just hop around teams. Um, it's just a different way, but uh, it's definitely a way that's seen in the NFL.
0: How did you end up sticking with the Chargers in year one? Can you just talk to us a little bit about that process? You go undrafted, which is an advantage. I've heard that if you make it to round six, seven, you want to go undrafted because you have a lot of advantages and you get to pick your team. You only have to sign a three-year contract. So that it's almost like you're hoping not to get picked. That's what I've heard wow. is the mindset of some players was that your mindset and when it did happen, how does it happen so quickly that you 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 sign within hours. It's such pandemonium right right after the draft happens.
1: It's like a hindsight kind of thing. Like during the time of the draft, I feel like you want to get drafted right? um, because it it just, it just gives honestly gives you more security with the team because now they have stuff. Now they have money invested in you. So now I feel like your chances of making the team go up um, as opposed to if you're just a free agent, you know, that was the case for me. I was wanting to get drafted. Like I was like, Oh, I'm probably not going to get drafted. Maybe I'll snag a second or a seventh round draft. Uh, pick and it didn't, didn't end up happening, but I had my teams, you know, my agent and I did our due diligence as far as, you know, finding what teams I'd probably fit in the best in, um, the Packers were number one and then the chargers were number two, uh, Packers cause they had zero, zero running backs on the roster. They had gotten rid of everybody. And so like, obviously everyone running backs trying to go there. And then the chargers were number two because, uh, they had younger, younger backs on the roster. And then a new coaching staff. So all the politics were taken out of it. It was a clean slate for everybody.
0: Interesting, right?
1: Which people don't see, but there's a lot of politics when it comes to um, just
0: the NFL and anything, right? Like, oh yeah. Oh, right? We, people- we, we could see that there's <laughs> politics involved. By the way, just as a side note, analytically, did you know that your best comparable at the NFL level is Aaron Jones? Really? Yeah. Hmm. So you, it was going to happen, right? The two priority yeah. teams were the Packers and the, yeah. and the Chargers. And both of you have had phenomenal careers coming out of small schools, not drafted early and showing off uh, this electricity in the passing game, which is now becoming an emphasis every year, more and more emphasis. Yeah. It was almost like destiny in that way. Hmm.
1: Never, never, I mean, I've never heard of it from that perspective, but yeah, that's crazy to think. But about halfway through the last round of the draft, the seventh round on the third day, um, get a call from the Chargers uh, call from a few teams, but the Chargers, obviously, one of my high priorities was like, hey, if he doesn't get picked in these next, you know, whatever picks, 12 picks, uh, we'd like to sign as a free agent. And so it was like, yeah, let's go. And boom. Oh, made it that's the draft. how it and happened so fast. So you had your signed. list
0: and they had their list. Right. Before the draft even ended.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So they kind of, yeah, try to get ahead a little bit. Right. Try to plant
0: the seed. There's no other way that it could happen because these signings happen so fast after they're drafted. Mm-hmm. It's like your head spinning. Like, how? Oh, wait, he's over here. He's over yeah. here. Who's, <laughs> who's on the phone with who? Did they Did they call all 32 right. teams? What happened? Right. No, no, they were our number two, mm-hmm. and then we were on their list, and I would they were on top of our list. So that was just like boom, boom. we're in. So Let's you go. show up, you're undrafted. Yeah. Did you spend any time on the practice squad? Ah, no, zero time. In the practice I don't remember squad. you ever being on the practice squad. You no, made, made the fifty-three, 53 man. Yeah. As an undrafted player, that's right. not easy to do.
1: No, especially because I there was five of the running backs in front of
0: me. I was sixth string. <laughs> this is interesting to me. You show up day one of rookie camp. You're not getting the reps with the first team. You're not getting reps with the second team. No. You never. have to flash something in those few reps early to start to earn more reps the next day. And the next, Is it like a game to you to see if you can earn more reps tomorrow?
1: It was just it wasn't necessarily a game because I did I didn't treat it like it was a game and try to try to I treated it like it was like this is everything like everything depends on this and for me it was scout team special teams literally like the bottom of the barrel. like I'm scout team for the special teams right special teams isn't the biggest emphasis in the NFL from the outsider's point of view but on an actual NFL team it's a huge emphasis right and so they see me making plays on scout team special teams like oh this guy can run. This guy has good athleticism. Um, and then I, just like in drills and stuff, they like my footwork. And I was actually making plays in scouts. So they started giving me a little bit more. Like, ah, you know, let's, let's get, see what he can do on offense. And then slowly started just chipping my opportunity and just taking advantage taking advantage of it. I always, I always like to think of analogy like I was chopping wood. Yeah, right? I'm, just, I'm just chopping wood, right? And my block of wood is my opportunity. And I just continued to chop at that opportunity until I finally cracked it. Boom. Now I get another opportunity, right? They give you another block of wood and I right. cracked that one and I just kept cracking these wood these pieces of wood, right? And just continued to take advantage of my opportunities.
0: You were returning punts, mimicking the opposing team in punt return drills. You were pretending to be whoever right. punt right. return guy that they're facing that week. Quarterback right. Patterson right? It was, like for me, I'm quarter L Patterson this week. And then you're making people miss as the scout team punt returner, or you're making tackles,
1: right? This is before preseason, right? We're not even, we're not even imitating anyone. We're just going, we're just playing each other oh, right I now. Get it. We're okay. just playing. This is before we even get into preseason. We haven't even talked about games. Okay, yet. You're
0: not even quarter Al Patterson. You're just, you're just no, out there. I'm just yeah, number three just the other guy. On I'm the other number side. three.
1: That's who I was. I was number three. Right. Running backs couldn't even wear number three at the time. Like you tell me that guy's going to make the team. Probably not.
0: (laughs) Dude, you did it. You did it. Here's the thing, though. They did know your profile was amazing. You destroyed your pro day. Mm -hmm. You were like a mega producer at Western State. I mean, you were just all everything like Mm -hmm. they could see that you could play the running back position. It clearly didn't take them long to figure it out.
1: Right. And so yeah, I'm glad they did because, you know, I just needed someone to take a chance on me and they were willing to do that. And I, you know, haven't, uh, haven't disappointed.
0: <laughs> and and that's really what you're doing with your foundation now is yeah. that you're telling people that need an opportunity, will help you, will take a chance on you. Can you just talk a little bit about the mission of the Eckler foundation? Yeah. Um,
1: just a little backstory as far as just why I even started the foundation uh, I come from a place where you know I had resources for opportunity um, and eaten my little tiny town, even though the tiny town didn't have the most amount of money but had enough, had enough to have resources that I was able to take advantage of, uh, whether it be weight rooms, whether it be you know camps in the summer, um, just things that allowed me to build skills um, and go out and do things. And so that's really the mission of the foundation is to implement these resources in communities that are financially struggling or maybe don't have, the resources to get these things implemented um for people to to learn and actually go out and use. Uh, a big one for me was the weight room. Uh, I'm a big gym guy. Uh, love going to gym. It's almost therapeutic for me. Um, I also live for football as well. So it kind of overlaps. Uh, But it's resources like that, resources like nowadays technology um, with what we're doing with you guys is raising money for football equipment for programs that are financially struggling, right? So they can have shoes, they can have proper helmets, they can have balls, things that get people to go do things. That's what the mission of the foundation is. Let's put things in place in community so people will go out and use them. And then when people do that, they learn. They learn about themselves. They learn mental toughness. They learn how to work with teams. They learn uh, how to work by themselves, how to work hard. Um, they learn what they like and what they don't like. But going out and experiencing things gives these people the information that they can use when they get older, and they're going to remember these things, and it's going to become who they are. And so that's what the the foundation is, We're really trying to just express hey there's a need in these these communities let's go in and try to you know fulfill this need and so that's obviously a huge topic and that's the goal of the foundation so i really appreciate you helping us out we're early we've only been around for a year but really looking to get into nationwide helping the nation right it's just trying to make this place a better place for people to have the opportunity to better themselves
0: and over the next five years that's the goal right is to stand up some of these programs in different cities around the country
1: not even the next five years for the next ever as long as i'm alive i will continue to push the austin Eckler foundation it will continue to grow and i'll continue to help out these communities
0: and that's why we decided to work with you specifically is that you have been walking the walk since you entered the league is that to make it to where you've made it as an undrafted free agent it, it takes a level of passion and a level of focus that not everyone can execute on. Yeah. And it's about that chopping wood analogy. I, I call it a game, but really it's just whatever you need to think of it as. It's a lifestyle. Just to uh, that lifestyle of just incrementally improve, get to that next level every day. And I think that you're going to do the same thing you've done with your foundation that you've done with your football career, and yeah, absolutely. Especially the. When you talk about physical activity what we're learning now in a pandemic is the importance of health and fitness more than ever and it's not just about your physical health it's not just about fighting heart disease all these things are important right but also mental health that that's one of one of the ways that you can feel better both physically and mentally is to is physical exertion that we're just generally happier when we have exhausted ourselves physically. You wake up the next day feeling better about yourself, and it's easier to go to sleep. It creates this positive feedback loop where you get better sleep, you're more rested, you feel better about your body, you're more mentally aware. And mm-hmm. it ultimately, I think, a positive benefit is self esteem. And that if you can raise the collective self esteem, Of a of a small group of people, and then that group becomes a bigger group. Before you know it, it's a community. So I think that is uh, a noble pursuit of the Eckler Foundation, and it's something that I'm really just proud to be a part of and 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 help as much as we can. Um, Let's talk briefly about your preparation for football because you you touched on this that you love to be in the gym and you're on you're on IG a lot. You have you're one of the best IG presences out there, (laughs) and you, you do some. Almost like I would say, some exercises that normal people can't do, but it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch you do these exercises, watch you do these reps, like push-ups with people on top of you. It's just crazy stuff. It's amazing. So if you just talk a little bit about your off-season preparation, and perhaps also knowing that you were also rehabilitating an injury at the same time this year,
1: right? Um, you know, going into the off-season. Uh, well, it's, just talking about injury, because that was before the off-season. So ended up coming back after two months of staying out the entire two months. I was uh, rehabbing my hamstring and finally got to a point where I feel like, OK, I can go out there and play. Well, it was definitely not 100 percent. I lost a lot of my my buildup that I had before the season um, just from not doing anything for two months straight. You know, obviously it's going to definitely have an effect on your athletic performance. Um, but finally got to a point where I was able to play, came back, finished out the season, Did def- definitely didn't feel like myself. My hamstring was still weaker um, than it had been. And just it's still weaker than my right hamstring in general. Hamstrings are one of those things that maybe probably a lot of times if it's significant, won't ever come back to be the same. Um, but you continue to still strengthen it, right? So that's what I've been doing during the off season. And then when it gets to like actual true off season, definitely take a, like a month off, um, as far as just letting my body just completely heal, uh, but then it's back to the gym for me. I love being in the gym. Um, I go through different cycles as far as like bulking stage, like you know explosive stage, um, you know more field work, uh, but talking about these videos and stuff like that i just like to i like to switch it up right whether i'm doing one-handed pull-ups because i've just worked that's, out for that's another
0: thing i saw you yeah
1: did. yeah doing some one-arm pull-ups i did like four reps with one like try it try it try doing a one-arm pull just, just try hanging there I've tried from the it. bar.
0: i've tried it it's impossible just, for just, me.
1: <laughs> just try hanging there from the bar with one arm that's hard enough uh so I've just been I've been working at this for years. So don't get discouraged. Like, oh, anyone can do this. Like for years I've been just working out. Um, so my body's definitely been showing the results of that. Uh I just become very compact. Even like my teammates, they're just like, gosh, you're so freaking strong. It's like, hey man, this is what I do in my free time. You know, one of my things, I'm just working out. Um chopping wood. Chopping wood, man, right? That's always progression. Progression is the key you know, not especially in the, even off season, it's just like, it doesn't have to be big increments, but Hey, little increments continue to snowball into bigger ones and more opportunities. Um, and so that's, that's basically what my off season is. It's just continued progress, you know, getting back to the gym, um, hanging out, doing a bunch of business stuff, getting the foundation going. Um, yeah. Just chopping wood.
0: Talking to Tony Saragusa. We did a football show, a draft show a few years ago. He tore his ACL in preseason in camp and decided not to get the surgery and just strengthen it and play on it because he was undrafted mm-hmm. and he knew that if he went on the IR his career might be over right so he decided to play the rest of the season on one ACL and Sheesh. he was able to strengthen it enough where the the next offseason he decided I'll put the surgery off one more year he actually never had the he never never did it so he wow. went his entire career, Tony Saragusa, on one ACL because he went undrafted and that was what was at stake. His career was at stake.
1: Yeah, it's it's a different world, especially at undrafted. And it comes down, that's that's even beyond undrafted. That's that's like next level mental like discipline. Like, hey, I'm gonna commit to something that I believe in. And he did, obviously, and let's kind of roll the dice and see how it works out. Cause that's definitely a huge risk, obviously. You know, it's usually a career or not a career, but a year-ending injury. um So that's one of those things kind of like I did, like taking a chance, rolling the dice. I dropped out of my last you know, semester of school, right? So he just bought into an idea and went for it um and it ended up, you know, working out to have a, you know, a, a career. So, yeah, that's as far as me preaching to people, I love those types of stories, um, especially for younger people. i like, look, find something that you're passionate about and immerse yourself in it, immerse yourself in it. What does that mean? That means connect with people in the space. That means educate yourself as much as you can about whatever that passion is and just go out and do things around that. Just get in there, get in there, like just go, just try it. And if it fails, guess what? The fact that you immerse yourself in it, you learned hard work, you learned how to dedicate yourself. The skills that you picked up from doing that are going to be able to translate to anything. So, if it even if it does fail, like even if even if his ACL did give out, look, the fact that he was able to do that. Like this it goes for anybody. The fact that he was able to buy into something is like, okay, now he can, maybe he to, can't go in the NFL, but now it's go a different route. But guess what? He's going to have that same determination, motivation. So I love st- stories like that.
0: And the body can adjust and strengthen around it. You could actually strengthen all the ligaments around the ACL and theoretically play without one. That's wow. the beauty of the human body. Wow. You may have lost some of those fibers in that hamstring, but if you strengthen the fibers around it, it can make up for it and- give you just as much explosiveness as you would have otherwise. That's the beauty of the human body. And, and that's why I love that story. Most athletes at your level acquire some sort of superpower along the way, hmm. right? What would you say is your superpower? Like what is that one skill that you know, on the football field is next level?
1: Hmm. What's my skill that's next levels.
0: I, I did not just... know this would stump you. I had, I had no idea.
1: Well, I didn't say, I wouldn't say it's just one thing. I feel like, oh,
0: to get, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. This is to, it. Yes, to get you're to trying this to level. To level you got to have, okay, okay, have more.
1: Okay. You got to have more. This is not college where you just, oh, you can get, get by with just being fast unless you're the fastest, right? Like, sure, I have some speed, but I also have agility. I'm also, I would like to say, I understand the game, right? Which is a big part. The mental part is massive, just being able to understand and be efficient with your movements. Like there's an art to the NFL and you have to have all your, your skills and then the mental game and put it all together. Um, so it's definitely not just one, it's not just one superpower, Right? Joey Bosa doesn't have one. This man is, you know, his body is a superpower, right? That's, that's what it's gotta be. It's gotta be just your game in general. Um, but I don't know, man, I feel like it's my agility. It's my ability to, to not, um, go down on first contact. My yards after carry, uh, making people miss catching the ball. Um, Let's my, talk
0: about it. Let's talk about a specific play for a second.
1: Okay. One specific Let's say play.
0: Justin Herbert calls outside toss in the huddle. Okay. Okay. Outside toss coming in. What are you thinking? I'm thinking
1: I'm running as fast as I can. We got to get the edge. If I get out to the numbers, I'm trying to find a spot to get up the field. Right. That's how this play, that's how these plays work out. Especially when we're tossing the ball. Right. I'm thinking speed, thinking speed.
0: Let's say you get around the edge and let's say right. for whatever reason, the defender you expect because you've watched tape and you're, you, you, you know, you you're anticipating where these defenders are going to be because it's so much a head game. As you, as right. you mentioned, they're going to come from inside out. Cause it's. let's say that defender you expected to be there. Isn't there. All right. It Things are clearing out. Yes. Are you thinking anything gas. or is it, is there nothing? Is it a gas. void
1: run run? If there's, if I see a void, if I see open space gas, as fast as you can put the pedal down to the floor and
0: run. Right. So that's just the mantra. Just gas.
1: Gas. Just run. It's just simple. That simple. You don't want to be thinking about too much. I see open space. There's no one out here. I'm on the edge. Run. Go, 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 you know. And then if you do see a defender, which probably they're going to be from outside in safety coming over from the middle of the field, trying to, you know, make me cut back. All right. He's trying to make me cut back. Well, guess what? I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to cross his face, cut back and try to get back vertical. Or if he's going to try to take out my legs, boom, hurdle. These things happen in split seconds. Boom.
0: That hurdle isn't thought about. You're not thinking in your head, I got to hurdle him here. No, it's a reaction. It's just just an instant reaction.
1: They go low, I go high. He tries to cross my face, I go in. He tries to square me up, I'm giving a one-two, try to get by to the
0: outside. I love that. I mean, those of us that have never reached that level of athletics where we're always thinking everything through in (laughs) in a much slower fashion, it's hard for us to even (laughs) – Conceptualize what the hell you're talking about, right. but I love hearing you talk about it. <laughs> so it's so cool. Is there anyone in the league that has a superpower that Tyreke you marvel Hill. at?
1: Tyreek Hill, his speed is ridiculous. Like it literally changes defensive play calling because he is so fast. He's so fast. And then also, I, I would say Christian, too. Chris McCaffrey back uh, just in his healthy years uh, before last year, just you have the ability once you're so impactful on offense to change defense. Now they got now they got to use a DN to chip you before you get out. You know now they got to try to double team you in the backfield. This is just when you have that like even Keenan Allen, our guy on our team, his route running ability. They have to double it. Right? Right. They got to double this guy. Right. Right. So when you have a skill set, yeah, I, we all have a base skill set that has to be really high. But if you do have one of those superpowers that really stands out defenses and even offenses, we have to accommodate, right? If we have, like I said, if there's a werewolf on the, their side of the ball, get, we got to chip this guy. We got to get hands on this guy. We got to help out our offensive line because these people are not easy to block.
0: I think I think that's the answer. I think the answer is when you're running a route, if you could have that Keenan Allen on an option route ability to always know exactly where to put his foot in the ground and how to get the defender moving in the wrong direction, every fucking time Mm -hmm. like there's just something about that man yeah
1: it's art it's literally artwork i watch him in practice i'm like wow even i've seen him for five years i'm still saying wow like that that was incredible like no one's ever right he's always open and it's there's like it's funny because joe lombardi says there's guideline guys and then there's guys that just get it done right it's like guideline guys are going to follow the line like i I might be a guideline guy for some things right so you get the ball in my hands and i'm off script But Keenan Allen is like, hey, we need you to be 15 yards on time in this spot. And this is how we want you to do it. And Keenan will go out there and do it totally opposite, but get in that spot on time. And it's like, you know what? He got open. I don't know how he did it. He did some back turn, foot, kick, jump, and then sprinted and got He did a,
0: yeah, he turned it in. You know, he did something.
1: He did something and he got open, right? And he's in the spot he needs to be. So, you know what? You give that guy some leeway. So, yeah, some guys are just really, really special like
0: that. I'm curious about something. Maybe you can answer this. On one hand, we see these running backs playing into their 30s, sometimes late 30s, like Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson. And then we have these other running backs that are all pros that aren't in the league at age 27. What's going on there? Can you explain that to me? How is that possible that you have some running backs playing to 37 and all pros out of the league at 27? What's up?
1: Yeah, it's it's wild too to me, even to me, because you can't say, oh, it's workload because – You know, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson saw a lot of workload, you know, over the time they still end up having, you know, Frank Gore had like 15 year career, Adrian Peterson out there as well. And so it, it comes down to the situation comes down to the situation. It's definitely situational. What kind of injuries do they have? What's their motivation? Are they still in it mentally? Because there's a lot of mental stuff. Like people think, oh, we just want to come out here and play as long as we can. Well, guess what? Our bodies might be able to still go, but if our mind's not in it, you're going to get hurt out there. So that's where you need to you know, step out, step back from the game because uh, football doesn't last forever. And especially with the running back position where we do you know, see the highest amount of beating on the field as far as we have the ball in our hands a lot. Um, and people, the quarterback obviously has more, but they have all the protection in the league um running backs we have the opposite (laughs) you know you can do a lot of things to us that you you get called for a penalty and a fine if you did it to a quarterback um so it comes down to the nature of the position nature you know we have the shortest career span uh, on average and then uh you know it comes down to the to the motivation so i I can't tell you i can't tell there's some anomalies out there like look at let's look at derrick henry this man carries the ball so many times a game Um and just last. He he doesn't get hurt. He's just in there playing and just toting the rock.
0: Well, you're like a mini Derrick Henry in terms of what Derrick Henry's (laughs) posting on IG, (laughs) right? At at his size. Right. He's got he's got he's wearing a steel chain with extra weights (laughs) around the chain. And then he's doing like a a, the one-hand push-up, or actually he's doing it like a bridge pose, one-hand push-up. Uh, and then you're 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 doing it. But just at a little bit different size scale, right? But almost the same freaking weight, man. It's crazy. <laughs> you guys are crazy. But that it. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. If you're not at that level mentally throughout the entire off season, I guess that's just the difference. When Tony Saragusa was playing, it was a bit different game in that you could show up on day one of camp and start to get your body into shape. Where it feels like now in today's NFL that the best players are showing up already in tip-top condition on day one of camp. I think maybe that's the biggest difference in football the last 20 years.
1: You have to. Yeah. Just look at, you know, the evolution of like the two days, like we don't have two days anymore. Like we're not grinding it out in the summertime um, with our team. It's, it's optional OTAs now. Right. Uh, So the evolution of just understanding how the human body works. And then here's the thing. There's a lot of different ways that we can get into shape and people have a lot of different methodologies that they like to use a lot of different you know groups they like to go to so after season ends boom we all disperse everyone goes kind of to their own corner of the world um is trying to get better themselves in that way and then it's expected for you to come in and be developed you're ready to go because if you're not guess what these young guys definitely are um because they've been training for pro day all that stuff and you get filtered out Right. And so that's how, that's how it works. That's how the the turnover of the league works. You know, young guys are coming in. If you come in, you're not ready. You get beat out. Guess what? You you might be on the streets.
0: And the running back position in general, when you came into the league, you happen to be at the front of a big wave of talent. I mean, every year, last few years, it's been Jonathan Taylor. Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to play fantasy football. (laughs) It's a great time to be an NFL fan. Scoring is up. Play calling is more creative. Teams are running plays faster. It's just, it's more fun to be a player. It's more fun to be a fan. It's just, it's, it's. It's been fun, man, and well, good, uh, man. I'm
1: glad. And I'm glad we finally get people back in the stands, man. Oh, uh jeez, last year was a ghost town. But I'm glad to feel the energy again, just in the preseason. It's been nice.
0: It's it's great. I'll get you out of here. One one more fun question. Do you have a, a new uh, touchdown dance in mind? New to now, never, never. We're striking up the
1: band just like we have for the past. It's year. air guitar, right? Air guitar. Let's go. Please. I love it. I'm a big because
0: I only say that because I was just wondering because maybe a a twist on it. I'm a big air guitar guy. Okay. And I just want to make sure that's still happening this year. Absolutely. And okay. And maybe like a, maybe, maybe a little jump in the air. A little little little, jump. uh, Yeah. A little jump. A a little Van Halen. Yeah. Running Um, on the ground, running on the ground. You could Uh do, you could do, yeah, you could do a little ACDC. You could could, uh, roll. I'm just saying, I'm just not, I'm just, we're just talking here. Yeah. No, I like it. We're just talking here, but I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I've uh, multi, I've, I've used that gif of you uh, air guitaring multiple times on, on social media. I love it, man. Thank you for, thank you for coming on. It's been great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, bro. And thank you uh, for everything you guys are doing with the foundation. Really just trying to, like I said, you know, implement some resources to change some few people's lives, you know,
0: we will. I'm uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a great football season. It's going to be great. Let's go. Juice Austin Eckler, baby, Austin <laughs> Eckler. Thank you, thank you. Stream. See everybody. Thanks. Oh, NFL season, it's here.
1: That's cool. Thanks, Matt.
0: Woo! Nice. That was fun.
1: Nice. Yeah, that was great.
0: Was that fun? That was great. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I thought about these questions, man. I, I, uh, I, did. I put some thought into it.
1: Nice. No, yeah, I got to a little bit. Did you? uh You should have brought something from the from the chat next time. Next time, we we'll bring some in from the chat. Did
0: we not bring any info? Oh, I, I forgot to bring some in from the chat. From the live chat,
1: yeah. You got to give Oh, you gotta, my
0: God. I you got to acknowledge in them. From the chat. You got to acknowledge them next time. Did we, did we have any chat? Oh, you're giving? Yeah, thank you. You know what? I have a uh, on my, on my, uh, you know what my problem is? What's that? Is that it, on my little terminal here? There's a window for the chat, which gives me an alert when I get a chat. That mm. that somehow got closed. Ah. So I didn't know when new chat messages were coming in. Right. Uh, show comments and react. Oh my god, there they all are. <laughs> oh my god. This.
1: Yeah, next time, Oh definitely. my god,
0: I'll tell you, ludicrous athlete. You're a ludicrous athlete. People <laughs> love that. Um, chopping wood. Okay. it really wasn't a lot of uh Western oh, Colorado. People are correcting my Western state. I thought it was Western, but it's Western Colorado. It's, it, they
1: changed their name.
0: They changed their name.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. But I will acknowledge the chat I will acknowledge the chat.
1: Yes, definitely. All right. I'm taking
0: my cues from you're a streaming wizard, man. You stream there you go, you're man. you're you're a, you're a much <laughs> more seasoned streamer than I am. So uh sure. thank you for that tip. Yeah. For sure, but
1: thanks for the time, bro. I appreciate it. Let's uh let's get it going again in our next little episode. But yeah, we'll bring in some chat members, and I'll, I'll make sure we get it posted too, so we can get some more people in there. I know I have some people that would come in here and ask some questions.
0: Um, but, all right, man. Yeah, we'll, uh, it. Hey, hey, listen, man. We, we're just we're just figuring this out. I'm not worried about it. Next Dude, time we'll be good. better prepared. We'll have we'll have more announcements.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: for sure. uh I, I I don't know. I love the surprise. Hey, I'm live with Austin Eckler, guys. Surprise. There you go. <laughs>
1: They go low, I go high. He tries to cross my face, I go in. He tries to square me up, I'm giving a one-two, try to get by to the outside. I love that. I agree with a lot of things you've said. Actually, pretty much everything.
0: Last year, you guys played at a lightning pace. Is that still an emphasis? Ah. Ah. Ah.
1: They go low, I go high. He tries to cross my face, I go in. He tries to square me
0: up, I'm giving a one, two, try to get by to the outside. I love that.